0: Welcome to Real Estate Pro Tips and Strategies. The theme is how to buy a home or sell a home in a changing real estate market. Hi, my name is Pete Sabine and I'm here with my team partner, Leslie Whitney. We are real estate professionals with Compass and the Five Star Real Estate team here in the San Francisco Bay Area. We wanna share with you our real estate expertise to give you a competitive edge and provide insight with useful information so you can make an informed decision for your next home purchase. Leslie and I break down the most important aspects of real estate. Future podcasts will reveal how to navigate as a home buyer or seller. Let's begin our podcast.
1: Hi, welcome to Real Estate Pro Tips and Strategies. This is our third episode. I'm Leslie Whitney, and today we're going to talk about how to hire a realtor. The right realtor can really make or break a sale for anybody looking for a home. And with so many realtors to choose from, how do you know who to hire? best to represent you, what traits make a good realtor, and also we're going to talk about what home buyers and sellers should look for when hiring a realtor. And so Pete and I will share with you what inspired each of us to choose real estate sales as our career as well. So Pete, there are so many choices for a real estate professional. Does it really matter who you choose to represent you when you buy or sell a home?
0: Well, now more than ever, experience and knowledge matters in real estate. In challenging times, you are best served by a real estate professional who can help you navigate through a transaction. And transactions can often be complex with frequent changes in the marketplace, and that can affect the outcome. successful Successful realtors train to compete and prevail daily.
1: So what does it take to be a successful realtor? What does that mean?
0: Well, success in the real estate profession can be measured in different ways. One measure is the realtor's sales volume that's recorded in the multiple listing. This measure can be misleading. There's a popular real estate team business model that highlights only the team leader and the team leader's production. The other team members contribute to the team leader's sales volume without getting any credit for their own sales transactions and this can be misleading when you're trying to make a choice. The superstar team leader is taking full credit for the sales volume of others and the client is led to believe that the team leader is doing all the work. More often than not, the client ends up with working <clears throat> more often than not, the client ends up working with a less experienced junior team member instead of the team leader they hired. So my advice would be to focus on the individual performance of a realtor. A more meaningful and relevant measure of success is defined by the number of referrals from their clients to friends, family, and their coworkers. This measure is a good indicator of a job well done for their clients. High sales volume from a large team does not guarantee that your experience and outcome is going to be positive. You might be better served by a more individualized service and expertise kind of like the handcrafted artisan model versus a high volume handcrafted artisan model versus a high volume selling machine approach
1: so you're really only a success the moment you do a successful act so these acts have to be repeated all the time what do you think drives a good realtor to become a great realtor
0: it's the work ethic the focus and the competitive drive it's the perseverance the training the mental toughness and it's the way you show up to power through the day to get results for your clients it's your internal drive to make a difference in someone's life you know you do so as a role model a parent a significant other a sibling or a friend you do what you do every day to make a difference on your own you do what you do every day to make a difference on your own scoreboard in life
1: and how do you measure that? What is, what is your scoreboard to measure a realtor?
0: Number one, experience matters. At least five years actively selling real estate full-time. Why at least five years? Well, it's because real estate market trends and economic conditions change. When trends and conditions change, you must know how to guide your clients so that they can change their home buying and selling strategies accordingly the next thing would be negotiation mastery with at least a hundred sales transactions minimum and why is that well the reason is each transaction is different and every client has unique goals and considerations to satisfy with completing over a hundred sales it helps to ensure your realtor has been there before whenever a situation arises that requires their expert counsel the other thing to look for is their ability to negotiate and craft a purchase agreement, as well as their knowledge about disclosure requirements. So, you know, ask yourself this question. If the cost to hire the representation is the same, meaning the brokerage fee, would you rather hire the apprentice or the journeyman?
1: Well, and so if you're looking for a realtor to either buy a home for you or to sell your home, are there different things you look for and how do you choose that? that right Realtor for you?
0: Well, so there's other things to consider too. That would be the knowledge of their of what I call a micro-market. And really, residential real estate is a patchwork of micro-markets. You can have um, a different type of market valuation and market conditions exist from one neighborhood to another depending on school attendance areas and other intrinsic location qualities. So it's really important that when you're working with a realtor as a home buyer, you want somebody experienced and knowledgeable about all these marketplaces within the community. It's vital knowledge to ensuring that you find the right home to buy. You need a local realtor with a proven track record in these areas. The other thing to look for are positive client reviews. And the nice thing about social media is that you can go online and you can see the reviews on Yelp or on Zillow or on their website, and positive client reviews are basically third-party social proof of a realtor's performance. And the other thing to, want to consider would be excellent peer reputation in the brokerage community. So what does that mean? Real estate agents that have a good reputation with fair and honest dealing business practices encourage other real estate agents to work with them to show their listings, to bring offers on their listings. If you're working with a real estate agent that has a poor reputation, usually there's another real estate agent involved in the transaction, and if they have an aversion to working with that realtor, you might have a very difficult time getting your offer accepted if you're a buyer or getting your house sold if you're a seller.
1: So, Pete, you have 35 years of real estate sales experience. That's a long time. And during that time, you've met all sorts of different types of realtors, good ones and bad ones, and in between. Um, In your opinion, what's the best traits to find in a realtor? What What are some things that are important to look out for?
0: Number one, I would say is someone that's a good listener. And how do you become a good listener? You become a good listener by asking questions. So one telltale trait to figure out if someone's a good listener is when you first meet them, are they presenting to you? Are they broadcasting in a monologue about how great they are? Because if that's who they are, it's not likely that they're going to be a good listener. A good listener puts you first. They take the time to do the intake research about what's important to you, what your goals are, what your concerns are, and they take all of that into account, and then they come back with a custom crafted strategy and plan to help you reach your goals. The other thing that I recommend that you watch out for is somebody that is proactive instead of reactive. So, what does that mean? Proactive people plan ahead and they're experienced so they can recognize a certain situation and guide their clients accordingly to prepare for what could happen or what might happen. Agents that are reactive typically fly by the seat of their pants. They come in unprepared They set their clients up to to have a scenario where things can go wrong and there. There's no plan if something goes sideways Another trait to look for is good time management So one clue is is if your realtor is constantly showing up late or not showing up at all or not returning calls or communicating in a timely manage a uh, timely manner then that tells me that they have trouble managing their own time and they may not even respect your time. And time is everything. So good time management is critical. Somebody that's empathetic, someone that can really feel what's important to you and understand where you're coming from, that's absolutely imperative. You know, their real estate transactions can be filled with anxiety, typically, it involves people moving. And becoming involved with things that are unfamiliar with them the whole process and not knowing where you're going once you sell your home or not knowing what that next home is going to look like somebody that's pragmatic so what does that mean it means that you want to be working with somebody that's going to tell you what you need to hear instead of what you want to hear because the stakes are high with a real estate transaction And you need to be counseled accordingly. So you may not necessarily like the counsel you're hearing, but it's typically good advice based on experience, as opposed to sugarcoating things and leading you down a path that's going to go nowhere. You also need somebody that's flexible. Real estate's very fluid. Things can change from time to time. Market conditions can change overnight um external events can happen that can require you to change your plan and strategy and timing so you have to have somebody that's flexible and can coach you accordingly someone that's open-minded and creative a lot of solutions and problem solving come from people that think outside the box and they come up with creative solutions that sometimes may not have been done before but it could be perfect for what your situation is and then The other critical thing is a realtor that understands the duties of a fiduciary relationship to serve their clients. So a fiduciary, that's the highest level of professional relationship status that you can have. It's similar to a doctor-patient or an attorney-client relationship. And a fiduciary has the utmost duty to provide confidentiality and put the needs of their client ahead of their own needs.
1: Hmm, yeah, those are all really on point and, and great traits to look out for. I also tell people that besides everything that you just said, you know, they really have to get along and like their realtor and trust them. There's a lot of trust involved in a big transaction like this, and you have to really trust that your realtor is looking out for you and also sort of have a good rapport with them because you end up spending a lot of time with them and really trying to figure things out together. So I think it's important that you, at the very least, like your realtor.
0: Well, that liking is important, but trust is probably the most important dynamic in a relationship, whether it's a personal relationship or a business relationship. Because if the trust isn't there with one or both parties, it's almost impossible to navigate through a transaction without issues coming up because of lack of trust. Right. And who wants to work with somebody that they don't trust? I can't think of anybody that does. So right. So why even get started if the trust isn't there?
1: Exactly. And oftentimes, buyers and sellers might not trust each other in a transaction, which that's understandable, but at least you have to trust your realtor that you're working with who is on your side and is, is, is really going to bat for you.
0: That's right. And so... If at any time during the relationship you feel that trust is eroding, that's the time that you want to have a conversation with your realtor to see if you can get things back on track. And if you can't, then I recommend that you consider, you know, parting ways, finding somebody else that can serve your needs because it's not going to go well if the trust isn't there.
1: So, finally. um my final question is, Pete, why did you choose real estate sales as your career so many years ago? Um, what led you to that?
0: Wait, you mean there's no more questions? That's the last one? But I have a lot more to say. <laughs> that's in our next
1: episode. <laughs> Wait a minute. More episodes oh, to come.
0: Okay. <laughs> uh, well, okay, so that's that's. Um, how much time do you have for that one? <laughs> we could be here all day. Uh, why did I choose real estate as my career? Um, I it, it was an evolution for me. Um, let's see. I started off as a teenager working as a laborer for a contractor, and that got me interested in construction, residential construction. So one thing led to another when I got out of high school, I got a job as a carpenter and uh learned how to build homes and eventually I got my contractor's license in my early 20s. So I was in the business of remodeling and renovating homes and then I had a job injury in that I couldn't really do physical work anymore so I had to do something to earn a living and I got into sales and I started selling home improvement products and I learned that I was really good at sales, I really enjoyed it and it just felt like I kind of found my calling with sales. and. Um, So I took it to the next level. I started going to school at night, becoming interested in business-related courses, and I I took a class that was taught by a seasoned real estate broker, and he piqued my interest about residential real estate sales. And so I decided to get my license, and uh, I got my real estate license when I was 27 years old, and I have the background of residential construction and sales And I married the two and brought that to residential real estate. So that background has served me well over the years because it's enabled me to provide a unique body of experience that most real estate agents don't have, which is I know how houses are actually built. I know how to read inspection reports and counsel my clients about what their options are and what this information actually means. And I also can come up with creative solutions when we get into repair issues and things like that. It's also enabled me to talk my clients out of buying a house. And I've run into situations over the years where because of the way the home is built, because of a lot of design issues, that if my client ended up going through the sale, they might end up inheriting a problem that they can't resolve. So I've actually talked people out of buying homes or canceling the sale because it wasn't the right house for them, so all those things inspired me to get into real estate. When I got into real estate, it was 1985, so we still used carrier pigeons and carbon <laughs> paper to do deals. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we didn't have um, we didn't have the internet. Okay, it was totally analog back then, which was kind of neat in a way because I've actually experienced doing business both ways. We're now obviously immersed in the digital era, and everything's online, and everything's text and voicemail and all of this stuff. But back then, we didn't have cell phones, we didn't have fax machines. I think we had a copier. Pretty sure we had that. <laughs> we were still using carbon paper back then. Our contracts were in triplicate. You know, so the old saying it was uh, press hard. There's three copies when you're signing it. <laughs> We did deals on the hood of the car in front of the house with the triplicates, you know, and a ballpoint pen. Um, But it was a different environment back then. It was much more of a sales career than it is now. It's become highly technical. In those days, our purchase agreement was one page. Now it's like 12 or more. We didn't have any disclosure requirements. Now every time we sell a home, we have a mountain of disclosure, disclaimers, and advisories that our clients have to read and approve and sign. So it was a much simpler time to do business and things have evolved and it's become a lot more complicated. So I've had to adapt and evolve with it and our job now is more like a quasi-paralegal than it is just a salesperson selling real estate. We still have a great deal of marketing and sales expertise that we need to integrate with our business but We have to be highly technical in what contracts say, disclosures say, all of these things that we have to guide our clients. So it's been an evolution, and then along with that, the advent of the Internet changed everything. In the early days, we controlled access to the inventory, meaning we were not allowed by our board of realtors to share the MLS book. The MLS was actually in a book that was printed every week. And five days a week, they would print magazine updates and they would drop those off in bundles on the front door of our office, just like a newspaper. (laughs) And we were prohibited by MLS from letting our clients take those home to look at houses. We had to sit there in the office with them and go through the pages and have them pick out the ones they wanted to see. Then we'd have to get on the phone, and it wasn't a cell phone, it was a (laughs) landline and set appointments. And, you know, it was. That's the way it was, you know. And How we, did you
1: get the keys to the house?
0: Sometimes we didn't even use lock boxes. We had to go drive to the agent's office and go pick up the keys. and mm-hmm. It could take two weeks just to sell a house, you know, show and sell a house, where now it can take, you know, literally an hour if you wanted to move that fast. Mm-hmm. So... We I started off with that, and then the Internet came along and everything changed, and we basically let go of controlling the data, meaning access to the homes for sale. And once we relinquished control of that, companies like Zillow and Redfin and other search companies like that made it available for the consumer to log on with or without us to look at real estate. So our role in the real estate transaction shifted from being somebody that provided the key, literally the key to the door to to even know about a house for sale to that not being a relevant reason to work with us anymore. And so now we bring value to the table by providing the skill and expertise to navigate these complicated contracts and disclosure laws and all these things that we now have to deal with as. Realtor and um, and then social media as an overlay to all of that changed everything as well. That really kicked open the door, if you will, for <clears throat> being able to reach people very, very quickly and efficiently when we're trying to market a home for sale using social media. In fact, in my opinion, the multiple listing service is essentially obsolete. It's still around because it's standard protocol. But I've had experiences where we can sell our clients' properties without ever posting it on the MLS, and they do just as well without it, uh, without using the MLS as a distribution channel. So that's my long tail <laughs> <laughs> story. And uh, I guess the great thing about real estate is it's always changing. So if you're going to be a successful realtor, unless you're, unless you you have to like change. That's the bottom line. You have to be adaptable. And change in this day and age comes a lot faster and more frequently than it ever has. So you just have to be, you have to roll with it. So why don't you tell me why you got into real estate?
1: Hmm, Okay. Well, my background is marketing. That's what I got my degree in in college. And I worked in the corporate world for a bit doing that, doing marketing and advertising. And then I ended up at doing some commercial real estate for a family business here locally in Oakland and a little bit in Hawaii. And then um, about uh, six years ago, I decided to make the leap to um, residential real estate. And I've been doing that ever since. And I really enjoy it because I think it's just so fun to be working with people and helping them through this complicated process. Um, that's really the joy that I get. Um, And also, like you said, the fact that it's always changing and every day is different and we're all over the place and doing literally different things every single day. And that's why I enjoy it.
0: Well, um, before we end this podcast, there's a couple more things I wanted to chat about. And that is, you know, being a real estate salesperson not everybody works well with sellers and not everybody works well with buyers. There are some realtors that work well with both, but they tend to be the exception rather than the rule. So that's another thing to look for when you're hiring a realtor. To find out you know, what they excel at. Um, if you're a buyer working with a buyer's agent and they're extremely proficient at that, that's who you wanna hire. And, and one example of that would be that there was somebody on our team Um, She's moved on, but uh, her forte and specialty was working with relocation clients and their buyers. And that's a really, really unique specialty. And the reason for that is when you think about the dynamic of transferring from one area to another and bringing your family into a new area and having to do it in a compressed amount of time, and coming from somewhere else and coming to another location and having to understand all of this very, very quickly and under deadline typically, it takes a really strong person to be able to get somebody comfortable enough to want to make a huge decision like that to buy a home. And so she did exceptionally well at working with buyers and relocation transferees. Where she didn't excel was working with sellers. It just wasn't Part of who she was, she could do it well enough, but she wasn't really a master at that, like she was working with buyers and transferees. You know, so the flip side of that are realtors that excel at working with sellers, and it really is a different dynamic. Um, the duties and the role that you take on working with the seller, selling a home, preparing the home for sale, all those things um, there are similarities to working with the buyer. But it's a different dynamic. So there are some agents that do really well working with sellers and not so well working with buyers. Would you agree with that?
1: Yes, absolutely. I think some agents have sort of either what they prefer or what they're good at or what their experience is in. Similarly, by the way, some agents who concentrate in certain areas. You know, some some agents will only do a particular city. Some agents do several cities or a region. Um, so that's also another thing to look at, like what? where does that agent specialize in?
0: And, and that's important. I would shy away from somebody that can tell you that I cover the entire San Francisco Bay Area. And why is that? Because it's impossible to know the nuances and the important subtleties of micro markets when you're covering an entire region that's that big. There are some basics that go with all transactions. Yeah, you can get that right. But I can tell you doing business in San Francisco is a lot different than doing business in Walnut Creek here in the Bay Area. They have their own forms. They have their own rules. They Mm -hmm. have their own regulations. They have their own laws. And if I step in there and I'm uninitiated and I'm representing a client, I can get them into hot water really quickly because I'm uninformed and I'm not educated.
1: Right. And for listeners who are not from this area, these, these two cities are, what, 15 miles apart? I mean, Relatively close. And that's what's so unique about the Bay Area is that each city is very unique in its own ways. And so that's why having somebody who knows a certain area well is important.
0: Right. And then, you know, there's some other things to think about too that uh, you can pick up on. When you have, my recommendation is to have an initial interview with an agent before you, you know, get serious. And in that interview watch their behavior are they asking questions Um, one thing that we do that I think sets us apart in working with our clients is before we meet with somebody we have questionnaires that we that we created Mm -hmm. and the questionnaires are designed to elicit answers that will give us a clue about what's important to them and it's also a tremendous time saver because when we get the questionnaire back completed ahead of our scheduled time to meet with them especially for the first time we can come into that meeting really well prepared and really aligned with what they want to talk about much less you know listening to us drone on about how great we are <laughs> so you know somebody that's using questionnaires uh, that's a really good clue that they're great listeners um it also helps with providing problem-solving ideas and it also helps to build trust
1: yeah absolutely i think that our questionnaires are, are are a good tool to help us and our clients all right well i think that concludes our third episode to all our listeners thank you for joining us again we hope you enjoy our real estate pro tips and strategies podcast and we encourage you to share this podcast with anyone you know who is looking to buy or sell a home. Reach out to us. You can call or text us at 925-297-5335 for any questions or referrals. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. We hope you enjoy our real estate pro tips and strategies, and we encourage you to share our podcast with anyone you know who is looking to buy or sell a home. Be sure to like and subscribe, and if you're watching on YouTube, feel free to ring the bell next to the subscribe button so you won't miss a single episode. Thank you to our producer, Sam Lubman, with Painless Podcasts for making this podcast happen. I'm Leslie Whitney with Pete Sabine, and we are the five-star real estate team.
0: Join us for our next episode of Real Estate Pro Tips and Strategies. Call or text 952975335 to reach us with your questions and referrals or send an email to info at 5starrealestatepro.com.